Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. But I can't even figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot. And really, I'm a disloyal person. This, this is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Sunday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe. At Cuse Militia on the socials. Go there, join the Militia live on X Spaces at some point. Uh, beat show. So, well. You heard that one, right? Yeah, finally. Well, the only the only thing that um, I, I don't even know if I'd call it a positive from last night's game, but uh, at least Wake Forest didn't score a hundo on us, and I guess for that we should all be thankful. But Syracuse drops two in a row since the Maui Invitational, and um, sitting at eight losses and n- not looking like uh, a team that has been playing together all year, and you know at least can make an argument for the fact that. You would hope that this we talked, right? We talked. We've, we've mentioned this. Oh, I can't wait to see how this team gets um, when we're in the middle of ACC play. Like, how, how are they going to look? Well, if I had to bet, I wouldn't have bet that they were going to look like the wheels were coming off the wagon. I'd have probably bet that they would be getting better, and that's not has not been the case. Um, you know, the past couple games obviously uh boston college tough to beat a team 12 times in a row but i mean come on it's boston college and boston college sucks so wake forest they've only beat us three times in the in the entire series uh dating all the way back to 01 so and this was the biggest loss there was a there was a six point loss in 2018 and there was a three point loss in 2022 and then uh last night's or excuse me it's the fourth loss and um Last night's loss was what twenty nine. There was another three point loss in twenty three. So this is the fourth one. But I knew that Wake Forest was good, but I didn't think they were sixty three percent from behind the arc good, and I wasn't sure that they could hit sixty six percent from the floor good. But uh, they couldn't miss. We couldn't hit. Our defense wasn't great, and not really a recipe for a W there and you tangle that all together with some of the effort that we all saw last night and you know it's no surprise that when coach came out as upset as he was uh, I think we all felt that pain but extremely frustrating to watch and um, I can't imagine what it'd be like to be a coach of a team that looks like they just quit during the game not the whole team but there was no. A few guys and, that look like they threw in the towel. Yeah. And I mean, that's, and I remember they beat us. They had a good team last year. Uh, you know, Forbes hits the, the transfer portal pretty well and looks like he did it again. 
um, you know, this year. I think that, again, a bad matchup, um, part of it is personnel, and then part of it I think is just, um, you know, when teams, you know, they can continue to make shots and not miss, and then seemingly it's not going your way on the other end, then it can just it can get really frustrating. And I think the one thing, you know, that I don't want to say – saved us in the past or whatever, you know, because people do want to talk about 2-3 zone and Jim Beheim and all this, this and that, you know. I think that I think that there were certain recruits I think we probably lost out on. I think there was, you know, I think we saw a little bit of, of you know, proof of that when Beheim there, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, we normally didn't get boat raced like this um, playing a 2-3 zone. Um, that's, that is the one thing is if you're going to play man and you want to play up tempo and quick and fast and go down and take a lot of quick shots and stuff, um, then your defense has really got to be, you know, good. And I think that we've just seen laps, so many lapses and bad closeouts and losing players that, you know, you've game plans to not allow to stay open. And, you know, when you play at that tempo and you, miss as many times as we missed yesterday and then they make as many times as they make, it's going to get ugly fast. And I think that's the one reason why we've seen, seen this happen this year. So I don't know. I'm not saying go back to two, three zone. I'm not saying that's the answer, but you know, at at this point, um, you know, like you said, as the season goes on, you need to get better. I think we, we talked about this even with Syracuse football. You know, as as the season goes on, other teams, they're getting better. They're figuring out their roles. They're figuring out who does what and how to play together. And normally you see things become more consistent. Roles become more consistent. You know what you're going to get out of the players. They know what they're what's expected of them. Um, and we just have just a super inconsistent team. And honestly, like there's I mean, you don't know what to expect from over half the half the players that play on this team every game, game to game. So it's uh, it's super difficult because I think that we're still at the point late in the season where we still don't have consistent roles, and then there's just overall some some teams that we just match up bad against. Like I don't think that the starting lineup should have been the starting lineup last night based upon their size, and those are some things that I think are on coach. But again, obviously. Um, this team is definitely, definitely, um, definitely inconsistent. And, and like you said, some players gave up last night. They yeah. looked like they did. Well, I mean, it's not something that we we like to accuse players of or teams of, and it's kind of like that's the that's kind of like the ultimate insult when it comes to being an athlete, right? Is that you just yeah. is that you just threw in the towel before the buzzer sound, right? So it's kind of. Um, tread carefully around accusing uh, players or teams. And I'm not going to call anybody out, but you tread carefully around accusing players or teams of doing that. But when coach says it, then you have to acknowledge it because it's absolutely true. And uh, speaking of which I put a montage together. This is quite possibly the easiest montage I've ever put together in my entire life. This is every word coach had to say during um, the press conference after the loss last night. Here it is. I'd like to apologize to our fans, our university for that performance. It's unacceptable. 
won't be tolerated, won't be allowed, won't, won't allow it. Yeah, any, any questions? The whole game. The whole game. The whole game, Donna. Uh, didn't play well, didn't respond well, uh, didn't play together, uh, just didn't compete. That's never happened. It's happened twice this year, too many times. Questions. Whatever it was, it wasn't good enough. It didn't work. It just, it just shouldn't happen. We should not lose like this. Should not happen. Uh, I thought it was tar- terrible. Just the whole game was terrible. It just, just, just a horrible game. Horrific. Just horrific. Nothing was good about this. Nothing. Nothing at all. Anything, any aspect of the game that you can, is nothing. Nothing at all. We're gonna work. We're gonna work, and we're gonna keep working. We're gonna work to my standards because we didn't play any defense at all. We didn't pressure the ball. We didn't fight to get in front. We didn't do anything. They did what they wanted to do tonight. Unacceptable. What you just heard, unacceptable. Unacceptable. It, it, I mean, again, the game was the game. You know, in the game, you're trying to, trying to put together small victories. That's all you're doing as a coach. You're trying to rally. You're trying to rally the, the, the troops. But, you know, just like I said in the beginning, this is, yeah, this, this is not going to happen. I mean, I don't. I mean, look. This is this is a Bayheim esque uh, post game performance by Adrian Autry, and obviously, that is full of frustration and, and borderline. Just, I mean, he was. That's a livid coach right there. He's towing. Oh, yeah. He's towing a fine line on between. Just saying this is unacceptable, it's not gonna happen to just blowing up. Because if yeah. he if he if he had if he hadn't been so such a level headed guy just in general, and we kinda know we all know Adrian Autry well, right? I mean, as far as being a coach and pl- player and things like that, like he's a level headed guy. Like you could tell if he if if that was Beheim, I would I would just love to know what Beheim would have to say after a performance like that. Um, no defense, and he talks, you know, unacceptable on the effort end. And um, I mean, we all watch the same game, and it's frustrating, you know, especially after a game that you feel like we should have won. I, I mean, you go into Boston College, I feel like we should have won that game, and all of a sudden they rallied and we collapsed. And you talk about, you know, earlier in the year when we we talked, how many times, Joe, we said how resilient this team is to getting down and, and, and never giving up and being able to battle back and having the will to come back and fight. And then the past two games, you're just like, what the F happened? Like... It, it, you know what I mean? It's like it's not even the same team. You're not even watching the same people out there. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that it's pro- it's starting to wear on him. You know, I think that again, uh, ACC, I think is an underrated you know conference, and we've gotten in the conference. Yeah. We played played some of the better teams in the beginning, and uh, you know, I think some players have expectations, and again, a lot of it comes down to discipline. You know, we talked about it. That's why I don't like saying like they quit, right? Because we talk about effort all the time. Like you could try to do the wrong thing, and you know, and not, it not look good. It's not because you didn't you didn't try. You know, I mean, when you get down that fast, you know, you want to just come up or come down and pull up. You know, and, and sh- maybe quick, shoot a quick three, like 
you know, queer in and then it airballs, right? Or those possessions where it seemed like like four or five possessions in a row. It was like Bell and Justin Taylor like forcing up. I mean, some of them were open, but uh, you know, it took way too long for JJ Starling to start going. And then you're down twenty. So then what happens? Well, you lose your discipline on defense. You start reaching. You start getting out of position and taking more chances to make something happen. In on turn, what you're doing really is just making it that much easier. For the defense, um, so to me, it's a discipline thing. Um, you know, I, I don't, I never, never know if Benny's going to get a, a technical foul. Uh, I never know if Quadir's going to get a technical foul or, or Judo or somebody. I mean, you know, you always see them out there yapping, and you know, I, I just don't know. Um, you know, Chris Bell always losing his man on defense. That's discipline stuff, and I just, you know, we made some of those players on Wake Forest look like all ACC players. Yeah. Don't get me wrong; it's they're, a good team. They're a good but, team. They're a good team, but that little point guard, Boopy, they made him look like an NBA point guard. Yeah. Like he looked like he could not be stopped. And then everybody was just hitting threes. Their confidence is through the roof. And Yeah, well, when you when you start to go off like that, like we we didn't talk much, but I mean, I think we've mentioned Wake Forest. I believe on the show I mentioned I was a little nervous about the Wake Forest game because just of how they play. And, and it's not... It's not like a consistency thing with them, but I've seen them play, and they've got they've they are they were really good last night. I never seen I haven't seen them play that good. That always happens to us. Like that team plays, you know, the team, whatever team, insert team plays sometimes against Syracuse or breaking records and all this crap. And I mean, it's just like it's so frustrating because it's always it feels like it's always us. But um, right. they're they're a good shooting team, and and like you said. Um, I, I, they must have hit the transfer portal pretty good because um, there's a couple of players I don't remember. But, I mean, they are 41 in the net right now. And they I don't think they have a quad one win. So they've had um, their own three in quad one, five and four, quad two. But they've had some games where I feel like, you know, they kind of showed their stuff a little bit. You know, they beat Virginia by um, 11 and, uh, you know, they took care of Miami in overtime and Virginia Tech. And, I mean, I don't know. They got kind of clobbered by North Carolina. And they even lost against Pitt. Those games back-to-back. And us coming into this one, I was thinking, you know, well, I mean, I feel like we have a shot. The thing is about the ACC, too, right now, and I think it's pretty air apparent that it's tough to play on the road. And they're, they're, they lost against NC State at NC State. They lost at Pitt at Pitt. North Carolina is a different animal, you know. They lost at at Florida State, at Florida State. So, um, in in Syracuse's defense, it's tough, but you expect a game to be closer than that. I mean, we were at one point it was like over thirty, it was like thirty two points or something like that, and I'm just like, <laughs> I mean, I had D, I had the thing on DVR, so I was I was bumping it forward because I was just so painful to watch. Thank God I was out to dinner when it started and, and was able to do that because it had been freaking agonizing to, to sit through. But, um, Oh, which, it was, which, which is why the thoughts on the game post was a little late. I just, uh, lost track of time and realized that, uh, I was way, way further behind than I thought. But anyway, um, 
Yeah, there, they, they they did hit the, the the transfer portal pretty good too because Reed and Salas both transferred from Gonzaga and Boopy Miller transferred from Central Michigan. Who's the who was the other guy? Monsanto. He was there last Mons- year. Right? He was there last yeah. year. So was uh, I remember Carr, him. Carr and Hildreth both were as well too. Okay, I remember Hildreth too. But that Salas and I remember Monsanto last year. He was good then. He's better now. And those guys from behind the arc. I mean, just destroyed us so yeah, dude, 12 and 9 yeah 12 and 19 sorry 12 and ni- yeah. of 19 as a team but those guys were Salas. um Salas was five. four or five yeah and then what's his noggin monsanto was well, i guess well, he was two, two, or two five. five yeah but you know with that said syracuse was seven to 27 I mean, like to your point, Joe. You know, you get down and you, you, you you're in a, you got plenty of shot clock left, and you just try to one man this thing at, at the top of the arc or wherever to just try to bury a three. And I mean, how many times last night did we see that same play go flat? You know, and the rebounds. You know, we just got destroyed on the boards. So, I mean, it wasn't even close there. And we, and we <laughs> we've done so much better before. So. Um, it's just um, really frustrating. I think points in the paint was huge last night too. Um, and if you want to, I mean, you know, I wish that was a thing on a regular box score, but um, seemed to me that they handled us there. The rebounds, what was the total rebounds? Thirty-six to thirty, or thirty-six to twenty-three. Yeah, thirty-six to twenty-three. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, look, I, there's not a whole lot to uh, evaluate there. I say we, I say we, hit up some fan feedback and move on. Here, here's here's the thing. Uh, I've, I'm on record saying that I think this is a is a tournament team. Uh, I'm, I don't think so anymore. <laughs> they're they're talking about they're talking about only three teams from the ACC getting into the getting into the tournament. Now that's a whole nother issue for me personally. Um, just, and I, I don't take it personal. I just think that three out of the ACC is n- not, I don't think seems low to me, but yeah, it should be more. Yeah. Uh, but if you're, if you're talking about three teams out of the ACC, uh, Syracuse is not even close to anywhere's in earshot of that conversation. So, so yeah. um, you know, they're going to have to, do a whole lot better than what they've been doing. And, you know, you've got ahead of them, you know, you've, we're going to talk about Louisville and that's fine and dandy. And that's an opportunity for a W, but you got Clemson twice still, and you still got North Carolina again. And then you got, you got N- at NC state. So, which, I mean, dude, even at this point, right. I mean, like I said, teams are getting better. So we can't just look at just like what the record is and say, Oh, you know, Louisville just beat Florida. Louisville just scored 100 over Florida State. 101, yeah. Yeah, we didn't even score 70. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. Our our average points per game um, coming into ACC play was low 80s, and now it's um, like mid-70s. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. So, I mean, we're just – we're not hitting shots, and we're letting – you know, we're, our defense isn't great. It's a talent level thing, dude. I mean, look, we you know, we we didn't play a bunch of cupcakes, I don't feel like, but you know, we you know, we pulled I off know, I don't know if it's a talent level. Honestly. 
Um, well, it, well, I mean, you could probably point to a couple of things, but that's, that's probably a good chunk of it. I mean, um, for me, I mean, if you're playing basketball, okay, first of all, like coach said, they're not, they're not playing like a team. They didn't last night. They're not hitting shots and they're bad on defense. That, I mean, there could be a personnel thing. It could be a combination of a few things, right? I mean... But you expect like one of those things to be really good. Like Syracuse yeah. has got great defense, but they have trouble shooting. I mean, we remember those years not even too long ago. We were doing this podcast, remember? Y- you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so it's just it's tough to look at it all as a whole and be like, yeah, we're just not really good anywhere. Uh, I mean, I, I just to me, it's con- it's inconsistency. You know, it's possibly, uh, you know, a maturity situation. You know, we're a very, you know, young team in comparison to the rest of the country. Um, you know, a lot of teams are going and getting older transfers to go out alongside players that have been there, you know, um, for a little while. So, yeah, I mean, you look at every single team that we played against, they normally have more seniors and juniors, you know, five-year guys than, than we do. So um, I think that's part of it. And then also I think it's just a situation of once we lost, obviously, Jesse Edwards, the transfer portal, but then Naheem to uh, an injury. I don't – I just think that, you know, it's also a size thing. Um, oh, there's a size thing for sure. Um, you know, but I just – Naheem didn't it, match up very good with a lot of guys either. Like there's something going on obviously with Hema. Peter Carey is – is Inexperienced. Probably inexperienced and – you know, it's just Malik can't do everything. Um, so, yeah, I just think that you're just relying so much on certain players. And I think that it's becoming easier for teams to play defense against us because they know, well, let this guy do this, let this guy do this, let this guy do that. Um, so, yeah, I, I honestly, I think it's more inconsistency and just uh, uh, a maturity and basically a size thing. It sucks. How many guys like you got that. playing out of position, really? You got Malik Brown. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got Malik Brown. You got jo- Justin, Justin Taylor. Taylor he, yeah. he, couldn't, he couldn't guard Carr yesterday. So, I mean, technically, he's the power forward out there, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's like, I mean, the, the guards aren't. But, um, but, yeah, our big guys are pretty much playing out of, you know, the closest that we get to a decent size is Malik and Benny. Um, and still, I don't even know if Benny is a legit, you know, power forward either. So, um, either way, you know, you're going to have to figure some stuff out. And, and I think that, um, I think that it, that our players are just getting a little tired. You know, I think that they expected to probably win more this year. And I just think that, you know, being able to stay in these games and come back when it's happening over and over again, I think it's starting to wear on them. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Like I said, I think it's a lot of things. I think you can point to a lot of things. There is a lot. It's a lot. Usually it's more than just, you know, well, more than just one thing, right? Right, but usually it's it's a couple of things you can point to. But I mean, I feel like we could, you know, sit here all day and maybe even get into fan feedback. There's probably some some stuff in there that, that could be pointed out too. So well, let's start. Let's start uh, with Twitter. And um, real quick here. Oh, well, 
Okay. Let's start with Twitter and um, at all things SU. John Wildhack pulled a rabbit out of his hat with football and put life back into the program. What's he going to do for the legendary basketball program struggling to find footing for about a half a decade? Uh, yeah, we kind of touched on it a little bit um, before we came on. And I think, you know, I mean, it's tough. It's tough. I feel like you got an outsider came in from for the football program and it kind of just stripped it down and, and is putting it back together. And, you know, you kind of find a diamond in a the rough there with Fran Brown, I believe. And so that's a whole different story. But then, uh, you, you know, you, you're pulling a player coach up through the ranks and, you know, it's just a, di- it's a very different application. It is. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just a very different application. <clears throat> it is. And I think that in that situation, I think that it would be, a t- you know, with a talent a talent gap. Not saying that these guys aren't D one players or anything like that, but obviously um, they are. Obviously, there's talent on this team. Right. It's just we got sophomores and freshmen, or sophomores, just pretty much sophomores and sophomores. Sophomores, yeah, and sophomores, exactly. <laughs> sophomores and sophomores, <laughs> and we're going against you know five, sometimes in some cases six year guys. So there's um, yeah, especially in the ACC, there are so many seasoned teams out there. So you got to have that balance, right? And that's the thing is everyone wants to just call for archery or everything like that. And again, we thought that he might have a short leash, but I thought I thought that only if he came in and did the same thing as Beheim. But he came in and he got he got recruits to transfer over that just the year prior chose to go somewhere else before Beheim, you know. So you know, and and I don't know whose fault it was instead of because we can go back to the whole NIL thing. Yes, did they breathe life into football and is Fran Brown doing his thing and we don't know how or why? Sure. But we also know that we lost Jesse Edwards to the portal because of NIL money. Right. Um, the Joe Girard situation, I think that you know maybe the fans ran him away a little bit, but I do think that he wanted to try something different than upstate New York because he's been there his whole life. Probably, um, but stop just real quick. Had things been a little bit different with the fans, it, I I wonder if it was a better relationship there. If they would have shown him more love, if he would have stayed in, we could have we could use a Joe Girard right now. Right now or the whole year? Well, the whole year. We're talking about the whole year. not having a three point shoot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then on top of it, unless you're talking about just McDonald's All Americans over a McDonald's All Americans. I mean, you just put together what, like a five, six person class. Like, that's not a thing anymore as far as recruiting goes, right? You get one or two guys, and then you have the players that returned, and then you fill the rest with, with transfers. Um, that's what you're seeing work with our foes in the ACC that aren't named, you know, Duke and North Carolina. Hell, hell even North Carolina gets transfers, right? Even those guys aren't getting, they're not putting together the same huge classes that they normally have. Um, and we put together that class of guys in like it's just they're so young. And this isn't Autry's team. Like this isn't his team. He changed to man. He can't just turn around and kick everybody off that you know, you can't do that. Like they have to basically leave. 
So we also have to realize that instead of getting on the transfer portal bus and possibly getting better and more experienced players, we went ahead and got a five, six person freshman class a couple years ago. That we were hoping was going to pay off eventually. But eventually, yeah, that's fine. But again, you can't have that many. You can't have that many young kids be the core of your of your your team anymore. That's not that's not going to get you W's anymore. No, I mean basketball is not what it used to be. I mean, not even right. Not even. I mean, even when we started this podcast, it's not what it used to be. I mean, back even, you know, you want to go back to the Big East days and when we were growing up, Joe, I mean, most of the guys stayed four years. I mean, you built a, you built a team, you know, and you had different levels of experience on that team. And there are some teams still doing that now. I think, you know, you could point to the best teams in the ACC and say they kind of still do that. I mean, look at Duke, look I mean, at I UNC. I think they take... Yeah, but I still think they well Duke still does it. UNC, I think I mean UNC still fills fills their certain positions out Correct. with, with transfers. They you got, know, but that's how they do it is they keep they keep solid they have solid recruiting classes, but then, you know, they fill in the gaps with the transfer pieces that they need. And for some reason we didn't have the NIL money to get a transfer worth a damn and just decided to get five or six freshmen and then the very next year we didn't have enough money to keep jesse here and i'm sorry but if jesse stayed i mean i think you're looking at a completely different team right now it's a totally different team yeah i mean you talk about mcleod but i don't know if uh i don't know you know there was a couple of times where malik started over him just because of matchup stuff i mean jesse edwards he's starting He's starting every game every time, and, and it's just you know uh, it, how it is. And I don't know how Jesse's doing right now, but no, um, uh, I think he just came back. He had broken his wrist. Oh, okay, I do remember he, just, he got injured. So he just came back. I guess um, my West Virginia buddy at work said that it's the first time all season that everybody on their team was healthy or not suspended playing. Really, Suspe- yeah. they got some suspensions going on too. Do they? They had a they had a suspension early in the early in the season, but yeah, I mean, look, nonetheless, like I said, I just don't think that that Adrian Autry. I don't think the last couple of years and everything that's been going on, he wouldn't set up to be the most successful. Then he turns around and obviously changes to man and all that other stuff, and now I think he's he's trying to change the culture to the way that he wants it. And there's probably players that don't like it very much. And I don't think he really cares. <laughs> so so I looked at yesterday as a positive to me, the way that he reacted. You oh, can't just, absolutely, yeah. I mean, I think that there's obviously always going to be blame. You know, he's going to take blame and the coaches have taken blame. But like he said, at that point, like that effort and that everything was just unacceptable. And, you know, he was embarrassed. And he don't want he don't want it to happen again. And I saw some comments about him losing the locker room, possibly or this, this, or that. But again, maybe it's just the players that don't like the way that he coaches now. And now it's time for him to go and get his players, fill his roster the way he needs. Yeah, it's kind of um, you know it's different when we talk about the the different aspects of getting Fran Brown from outside and then having Archer just kind of. Um, move up within the coaching staff, but you know, he's cause he's been around these kids. He knows these kids It's a little bit different. Right. So, um, I mean, there was just some bad body language yesterday. I thought that, 
um, it wasn't a good look with, with Benny getting the technical and then kind of shoulder and coach. And then also quad ear come in and look, I don't, I, maybe I'm looking too much into it, but for me, it didn't look, it wasn't great. It didn't look good to me <laughs> on TV. I mean, so I, look, I, nothing, nothing looked like purposeful, but it did look like they I, ran into each other. It didn't look, it wasn't a good look on TV. It wasn't sure. a good look. That's what I'm saying. I'm not speculating any more than that. I'm saying for me personally watching the game and I'm sure there's others who saw it that were like, well, that's kind of. You know, what's going on there? But not only that, but Quadir, he comes and he wants to argue. And then he goes to sit between the players and the coaches. And then he just, he gets frustrated and gets up and walks down the end of the bench. And that's not a, really a Quadir move. That's not really what we're used to seeing. And I mean, you know, it's a little disconcerting. But at the end of the day, like like you said, I mean, you know, if, if, if kids aren't going to buy in, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, at some point, you just got to be like, look, if you don't want to be here, this is how it's going to be. If you don't want to be here, then go somewhere else. Yeah. I mean, it's, sometimes it's tough, too, because, uh, I mean, he's a passionate guy, too, right? Passionate player. Yeah. So sometimes... They, they like, both are, I guess you could say. Yeah, so... And we don't know what's being said, so it's, you know, it can be misinterpreted when they show it on, on, on TV. So I don't want to speculate or, you know, assume... I'm not speculating. Oh. I'm just telling you what it looked like to me. Well, that's speculation. <laughs> no, it's not. That's my um, opinion. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, I, no. I'm just saying. Uh, by the way, we've only gotten through one comment. At oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. At David Super. I mean, it, it's tough to talk about a loss. It's even tougher to talk about a loss when Joe rambles. And here we are a half, oh, a half hour into this. Go. And we're going to just have to savor this loss for, you know, an extended amount of time because Joe's hasn't talked all week because uh, we haven't done a show. And, you know, well. He's got. I guess he's got a lot to get off his chest. Despite <laughs> despite this shitty performance, the season has not lost. Three home games, home games, wins versus Louisville. Louisville somehow beat Clemsonville, Clemsonville, Clemson, and then um, pulling upset of the century versus UNC. Uh, Pitt jumping up big time in the net by beating Duke and Wake Forest. If we if we win these three, it's time to get excited again. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Where is Pitt in the net right now? They they did jump up. They did jump up quite a bit, but they're still. I mean, it's still six sixty four. Yeah, sixty four. So that's that's you know still outside of the range where we need to be. And I mean, after all, it is Pitt, and Pitt sucks. So I don't. I'm not going to rely on them to make us look good in those two wins. But I think the Boston College loss was a it hurts and. Last night wasn't great, but you got to remember too that Syracuse—they're not even passing the eye test right now. Like early in the season, before you know, maybe even after UNC, you could say that Syracuse is chalk, and they were doing what they needed to do. They look good; they're passing the eye test. But right now, they're not even doing that. And I mean, you'd have to be a fool to think that that doesn't go into those types of decisions when it comes to, you know, um, making it to the tournament. So, um, <laughs> pa- yeah. pass the eye test last night was just not good. I think, you know, that's just, we already know, I'm not going to sit here and pound it, but it's just you talk about passing the eye test and it's not there anymore. Past two games have been tough to watch. Well, yeah, and again, it's 
I think that this is going to kind of be a situation where it's going to be big change because, you know, you said something like, oh, blow it up, blow it up. But, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, we lost Gerard, we lost Jesse, Jesse. and then we brought in, um, what, JJ, N- and Chance Westry, Kyle Cuff. Yeah, which, we which, brought in those four guys plus a freshman. So, you know, we brought in five new guys. Um, yeah, we well, we haven't seen we, – we we're not going to see Chance Westry this year. I'm just – like, we've stopped talking about it. Doesn't He doesn't get asked about it anymore. Just – I think that that is um, not going to happen. So Right. So, yeah, it's just – this this season so much reminds me of, like, our football team, especially once um, Schrader got hurt. Do we always talk about, you know, you have to get – you have to evolve during the season. Because if you just throw the same thing out there and everyone stays the same, that at some point, like, you make it easier for the other team. They figure it out. You get halfway into the season, to the end of the season, the last, you know, quarter of the season. And teams know what your stick is. Like, you know, the gig's up. There's too much stuff on tape. And it happened last – it's happened a couple years with football. You know, and at the end of the day, it's either it's it's coaching because you're not evolving and stuff's not changing, or you just don't have the depth of the players or the skill. You know, as far as com- com- comparable to the other team, um, when you get that that far into the season, um, and we just saw Fran Brown come in and he's kind of reshuffled the deck a little bit, and I think no one can argue that next year's team is going to have more talent on it. So now we're going to be able to know with our eyes, okay, is it coaching? Because realistically, we should be able to do pretty well. Um, and I think that everybody knows, and I think that there's a lot of things that we'll probably end up getting into in the end of the year because I don't want to you know, talk about it in the middle of the season, but there's going to be guys that are going to transfer. There's going to be guys that might go to the NBA, um, and it's going to be Autry's time to be able to use this, this newfound NIL money and surge that we have for him to get his guys, and I think that it's hard to judge him just off of one year. Um, oh, I, I don't think it would be fair at all to judge him off, especially this year. This, this is not, you know, this is not the team that, you know, he's had a full hand in putting together, right? I mean, we like you mentioned earlier, we saw some guys stay. and um, Well, and that's the tough question, though, right? Is it's a yes and no answer because he was a coach on the staff. So he had a hand in recruiting these guys, right? right? That's but, why, yeah, I, I know that's why I tiptoed around it. So he did, right? right. But, but at the same time, he doesn't have he didn't have he full authority. Call. Exactly. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's still Bayheim. And on top of that, what type of guys did we not have a chance to get because of the whole situation? Right. I Maybe mean, they're guys that he could get to come here if he was head coach, but because he was assistant coach and Jim Bayheim was still here, they didn't want to come. Um, so we'll never know the answers to those questions. So he can only recruit the players well, that were available he can, that wanted to go to Syracuse. He can he can go ahead and you give him a couple of years and see what he could do. But as it, it, frustrated as this fan base is, you know, a couple of years and the pressure's on. They're going to see what's going to happen, hopefully, with football after one year. Now, mind you, look, the schedule's probably the easiest in the ACC. I mean, if I had to guess, but I don't know. I didn't look at everybody else's schedule. I just know ours is no. super I mean, easy. even our non schedule is not crazy. Right. So, you know. The most difficult but, team we have is UNLV. With that said, there is a lot of new faces being brought in next year. 
and a lot of talent, a lot of talent that we probably would not have gotten if it weren't for Fran Brown and his coaching staff. So can Adrian Autry, now that he's got this things by the reins, is 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 he going to be able to pull a level of talent that is that is going to be, you know, better than what we've been getting with Bayheim at the helm? And when we talked about coaching, uh, the coaching change for basketball, and and more specifically compared from you know with Jim Bayheim being relatable to some of these younger guys, I mean I think we all, can all agree he's just not that relatable of a guy, even though he's a legend, right? But these kids want yeah. someone that's m- more of, you know, like an Adrian Audrey, you know, um, like, yeah. An, yeah, like an Alan Griffin, like a Jerry McNamara, you know, those are your, your guys on the yeah. team that are pulling the weight for all that stuff. So, um, we don't have, I don't think we have an accurate depiction of, of, of what it might be. So I'm just going to wait and see, but oh yeah, no, you, You've, yeah, well, we actually, we, we absolutely don't, dude. We absolutely don't. And even now, we have two, what, two, we have two scholarship guys for next year, but no one on our team. I mean, everyone can come back if they want. So at least two people are leaving. Um, don't know what that looks like or who, you know. But at least then he can turn around and he's got his two guys. Um, and uh, then if whoever leaves, he, he just fills with transfer guys, you know. Um, you got to give him a chance. And, yeah, it's just it's unfortunate that we're here and that everyone thinks that just because he's been on the staff and all of a sudden he's just supposed to fix, you know, everything that Beheim couldn't do, right? Like, we know, Beheim's been – he's a coaching legend, right? So how do they, how do they figure that he's going to come in and replace him with the same players, basically, and get a different result? Um, so yeah, he's going to, we already, he already showed us the chance Westry and JJ, they came, they came after Bayheim left, which only tells me that, and they've had us in their top three. If, if Adrian Autry was coached the year prior, then we would have got JJ. We would have got chance Westry. Um, and you know, even bringing in Brennan Strong, he's a great recruiter. So yeah, I mean, I'm not worried about it, but again, like you said, the patience of this basketball fan base is running thin. Yeah, and after we see what happens with football, it's going to be even. It's going to get worse if it doesn't improve next year. Uh, at Roger Clark, forty-one effort wasn't there. Kind, kind of tough to watch. Very discouraging. I think discouraging would be a good word for it. Great. Um, <laughs> at baptized by fire seven, I fell asleep in the middle of the first half. I woke up with six minutes left in the game. I'll say I wish I didn't wake up. Well. It, <laughs> we want Don't you to wait. That. We want you to Sounds wake so up. Morbid. It's not. It's not. <laughs> it's not that bad, Dom. It's just a game. It's just a game. Golly, that's dramatic. Is that top fan, Dom? That's well. You got the top fan stuff. You're on Facebook. I'm not. No. I'm on Twitter. Just to let you know. So yeah. So he replies. On Facebook and Twitter, both time, both. Does he come like up, every? Does game. he say the same thing? No, the only thing he ever says on Facebook is Facebook sucks. Oh, okay. you, you say thoughts on the game, and he writes Facebook sucks okay. every time. Fair. Enough. I think he's just doing it to keep his top fan status. Oh, maybe, maybe. I mean, if it, <laughs> if that's if that's what it's about, then I mean, I guess we'll just go ahead and give it to him. Here, Dom, thanks. Um, 
Our boy Nadal, uh, Malik, exposed at center, especially without any help keeping people out of the lane. I don't understand why Heman doesn't get any time on the floor. Need him to, to develop to win games this year and next. Yeah, I mean, I was wondering why we saw. I mean, Peter Carey looks so lost out there. Um, oh, get his hair out of his eyes. <laughs> He could see what was going on. Yeah, I know. He looks like my son uh, out there with the hair in the face. I, 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 he just, it just, I don't know, man. I don't know. Obviously, I, I would say Nadal that, you know, coach knows more than what we know. And he guess he figures the better option is, is Peter Carey. And maybe it's the potential. Maybe, I don't know. But I mean, Hema is, um, he has not developed the, the way we would like. He's a, what is he? He's a sophomore too. Is he a sophomore? Why do I feel like he's Ooh. a junior? More near Hima. Uh, he transferred, so I'm, oh, I think he's right. a sophomore. Yeah. You think he's a sophomore? No, I think he's a junior. Right. Okay. Um, Could be wrong. So. Yeah, and I mean, he's a guy that's what averaging. Uh, let's just say he's it, averaging three, three wearing. Stu- he's averaging wearing street clothes on the bench every yeah. other game. Yeah, that's <laughs> what that situation is. So. Three minutes a game. And, um, you know, I mean, he's got the height, but he just doesn't. He came from Duquesne. He's got the height, yeah. just doesn't have the strength, I think. And, um, you know, obviously, that's a the whole center thing is just. Dude, I don't know. I feel like he's battling something. Think so? Man, well, he could be. Was I mean, he dude, he played last more, year, too? He played more last year with Jesse Edwards here. He did. Well, he, he wasn't he Jesse's direct backup? Besides Malik yeah. Brown, I mean, Malik Brown yeah. took over a couple times, but um, at MC Dendis, terrible team. They're getting worse instead of better. No way we're going into the postseason again this year. Well, I'll tell you, they're regre- they're regressing in my opinion, and uh, yeah, there's no way if they continue to do that. I don't know what their odds are, but I think it's like below three percent of making. The tournament based off of uh, bid or a um, ACC championship, barring an ACC championship at this point, I just it's not going to happen. Right? I don't, I don't think they're going to rally yeah. that hard at the end of the year. I'm just telling you, I don't think it's going to happen. Can it happen? Yes, it can happen. No, yeah. See, I like to stay in this the category of statistically, you know, because there have been times. Yeah, this- I'm tired of playing that game. I mean, I get it, but there's been times where teams have came back and surprised us. I mean, I could understand people's concerns for sure, but um, I mean, we <laughs> we get killed almost every loss. I just I don't I don't know. It's I don't. It's hard to justify. I know I know Nadal is is in the room, and like he said, kind of hard to justify using my free time or money to watch this team lose by 20 or 30 to any team worth a damn uh, you guys got yeah, anything talk I'll, me off the ledge I'll, well i mean yeah i'll tell you what if you're talking about spending dome ticket money then that's one thing because i know i spent about uh a three-digit number dollar wise to go watch them lose to north carolina down here and that's not fun yeah, that wasn't fun. Yeah, and I mean we <laughs> we've done we did that last year. Those that last year's trip to to Chapel Hill for football wasn't great either. So I mean, Those you know, the last I would, games I've went to. I would. Uh, oh really? 
Both at uh, UNC. Uh, I would continue to, if I was able to, in your position at all, to continue going to the games and stuff like that. What I would advise people to do, though, is to just, you know, forget doing the podcast. You know? <laughs> Talk about a waste of chill. <laughs> Talk about a waste of time. Do you have any idea, like, sitting behind here and doing this, like... I'm so glad that I had a week off after this week and then we could just hit everything at once because it'd be freaking agonizing having to come yeah, we- here and talk about these last two games and like talk about, you know, feeling like you're wasting your time. I mean, the past two years for both sports, I mean, has been just a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what else to say. Um, it's tough. Come on, man, dude. When you, we, it's Joe, tough, Joe. It's tough. But this is this is our eighth basketball season, and I mean, look. Um, Tyler Lydon was on the team when we started this podcast. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, um, you know, it's tough to um yeah. to to do this in the in the in the time that we've done it with the teams that we've had and that's i'm just being honest like they just weren't that successful of teams you know we had a good we did have a a a final four run and you know we had some decent tournament uh what was it uh, a couple years ago when we lost to houston a few years ago but um there was there were some some highlights but it's been a lot of lowlights you know, you got two. We're 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 transitioning into two coaching changes for the two major sports, and well, and if the big three, if you want to include lacrosse in there too, you know, um, so it's just, and then women's basketball. I mean, there's a coaching change there too. We don't cover that sport, but um, still, there was a coaching change there. They um, won again today, by the way. Yeah, they beat Boston College. Yep. Boston. It's because Boston College sucks. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> Um, you know they're better a little bit this year than they were last year. So yeah, they're better this year. I think um, I think that they're you know there's no question that they're a, they could do something special in the tournament this year too. I don't think there's any any question about that. And that's two years in a row. I think that you knew they were going to make it and be able to do something right. So um, at Cuseman14, I could not watch the game, but clearly we got killed at Wake Forest. Uh, we should not be losing games by 20-plus points. How about 30? <laughs> or 36, whatever that was, against UNC. That is, you know, it's it seems like, uh, you know. The hardest game to be at. I bet. It was the worst loss SU's ever suffered since joining the ACC. So... Um, and I know you know UNC fans. I know UNC fans. And most of the time, they don't talk smack. But it was so oh. bad that, you know, they th- that went on for a couple of days. And, you know, people who, uh, you know, follow UNC that that don't really follow UNC, you know, that's why this lasted days. They didn't even watch the game. They found out later. And like, oh, my gosh, you guys suck, you know. Um, at Salt yeah, Team Warrior 4, immature team, lazy Lazy hire going with players coach should have looked into hiring a real coach and bringing in an actual system like Matt Langle. Um, yeah, I don't know what other coaches were were even kicked around. I guess we don't ever 
get to know that but um the 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 process is and i think was what we all thought it was going to be and that was to to uh bump up uh one one of the coaches that was already on the staff right so with that said that's what they did and i think you know you've got to give them a couple years um to be in total control of this thing to see what he can do i think it's only fair no, oh, yeah. What do you got on Facebook, Joe? Uh, so. <laughs> oh boy. Um, let's see. Top fan, Steve. Thank you, Steve, for being a top. Uh, did everyone hear the bubble pop? Autry is the wrong choice. Shooters Oof. can't shoot. No D. No rebounds. Appears that staff has lost the players. Well, uh, yeah, um, tough tough to say. I, I don't think that we can say yet that that um, we've you know the coaches are losing the players or the locker room or whatever. I think it's you know human nature and frustration is to show it, and I think that it's only fair to give them the benefit of the doubt. Getting routed yesterday and having the day they're having and frustration seemed to be um from i mean coach on the sideline was visibly visibly frustrated too and players are frustrated i i didn't look good but we'll just have to see going forward i don't think we're there yet but it didn't look good no didn't look good at all so also uh what do i have see brian i've reset my brain not sure how we can possibly win seven more to be sure to get in basically beating everybody except for north carolina (laughs) nadal said you guys are doing a terrible job of talking me off the ledge (laughs) (laughs) the rest of the way would do it it ain't happening and we have zero margin for error in any game we have to win obviously um richard see a real no-show performance even m brown or yeah, even Malik Brown was gassed, and after his obvious foul, basically saying, I've had enough of this shit show. Yeah. Dom says Facebook sucks, and Gary says, thank God it's lacrosse season. 20-7. to 7. Yeah. Hey, better than the – I mean, they played Vermont first uh, game last year. Was that it 6-7? Seven seven, okay, 7-5. I remember it was this close. Year, I remember being – This year it was – yeah, this year it was 20-7, to seven, so – and I think they play tomorrow against Colgate as well. Uh, but, which is always a fun one. But, yeah, um, I mean, wasn't a lot. There was only nine comments. Uh, and, yeah, so. I mean, what led you trying us to <laughs> trying to, get, trying to get us to walk you off of this year's? Or are we going to talk about Donnie Freeman <laughs> next year? I just, uh, well, again. We're just going to have to see. It's tough. It's tough. I just I don't understand the inconsistency, and you always want you know you always wonder what's going on in the background because it's just there's some 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 days it just seems like certain players are in it and then they're not, and it's so hard for a team to like to know what is needed and what roles are going to be played when you don't know what version of that player you're going to get game in and game out. So it's just it's frustrating because Benny can play really good or really bad. You know, Malik Brown has great games, and I'm not to say that he played awful yesterday, but two, only 2.8 rebounds. 
well, I mean, look at um, on the flip side of that. I mean, we've been, you know, everybody's been waiting for Justin Taylor to make some shots, and he's, you know, he scored ten. But you know, he did all of the little things. Yeah, I think that how many he, shots no, like that. did he need? To sh- yeah, but how, for how many shots? Um, B seventeen. Ten. Was it ten? Oh, yeah. it was ten. I'm ten. sorry, four for ten. Ten yeah. shots. Um, and, you know, when you talk about Judah doing his thing, he, he didn't get to the line much. By the way, too, this would not have mattered. This would not have mattered. But the officiating was not great. It was pretty bad, yeah. It, it was not great. And and you want to see a, a worse example probably was the Duke-UNC game. Did you watch that? No. Dude, that was terrible. I wish you would have seen it so we could talk about it. I'm not even going to get into it right now. But la- yeah. last last night's game, last night's game, um, Syracuse Wake Forest officiating. I I, I I hate watching a game when I don't know what a call should be or or you know, and it's not called the same the same way at, on, on each end of the core. And you're it's just confusing. It's like what what are they seeing that I'm not seeing? It's just frustrating yeah. as hell. Yeah, I mean, it was just from the start. I saw that like the the foul that they gave uh, Judah Mintz when that booby just kind of shoved his body into him, you know, like yeah. completely, you know, stuck his butt out and like on purpose, like got in his way when Judah was clearly trying to go around him, you know, and then not too much longer after that, there was a time where Judah was going for a rebound and that dude, um, booby, like completely like, like full extension pushed Judah Mintz. Like it was obviously a foul. Uh, so they got, they got away with, with, a lot of stuff in my opinion but um ultimately there just wasn't enough movement on um on offense and some bad shot taking bad shot selection yes <clears throat> it was not good too early in the shot clock bad ball movement you speed a game up like that when you're down and you can't rebound at some point you're it's you're falling on your own sword <laughs> yeah, it's just it's interesting to me because, you know, you start Chris Bell and Justin Taylor, and I mean I get that you want to get them going and that they are shooters and everything like that, but they have been far from like the two guys that we rely on to keep us in the games, right? I mean, uh, we've talked about okay, start them, see if they're hot, like in like the first five minutes, first however many minutes, and in the you know the tempo of the game. Like it, to me, it just seemed like, and especially yesterday, like there was such a concerted effort to get those guys shots early, and it's like, all they've shown us that they don't, they don't hit, they haven't been hitting a lot of shots consistently. So why are we putting all those eggs in that basket early? Like you want to take a couple shots when you're open, that's fine. I get that. I felt like it took forever for JJ Starling to take a shot and to get aggressive and. You know, meanwhile, you know, Chris Bell and Justin Taylor, they 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 went two of twelve from the three point line. Six of nineteen overall. Like I mean, there were some good things, but it just wasn't enough based upon how much how many times they shot the ball. So I to me it's difficult because no you, you put huh? I wish there was no three point line. We need to go back to doing that, that'd be great. Oh, yeah, that'd be super great. <laughs> I'd be I'd be down. Change change it up for a little while, bro. Like bring it. Let's bring it back down to earth. Let's, a little let's, bit let's here. bring basketball back. Let's make basketball great again and not have three point shots. 
Because <laughs> that would definitely change change the game. It would. Hey, then we then we'd be able to go back to a two three zone. Yeah, and then we yes, true. And maybe you even shorten the shot clock. You know what I'm saying? Speed the game up completely. That would be there's interesting. Things, there's things, but again, it's not like it's bad. It's just. It's just it, we're inconsistent. The refs are inconsistent. It's just things are it's, inconsistent. You know, it's, it's hard it's, to. It's frustrating because it's not what it used to be. Like I said, it's just not what it used oh, to be. Oh, it's definitely frustrating. It's not what it used to be. But just overall, just the game of basketball itself. You're right. Just the. I mean, sometimes the balls don't bounce your way. Sometimes the damn the refs don't call the the game that it's is is good for your. I mean, there's certain certain teams play super physical. You know, they, they want to get away with fouls. They want to do certain things. And uh, depending on the referees and how they're calling the game, sometimes it's good for what you do and sometimes it's not good. So um, a lot of this stuff is a toss. I mean, it's so hard to just – and I know we've seen it a couple games in a row, but it's so hard to just on a game-to-game basis just pick somebody apart or pick a team apart. But um, – because, like, to me yesterday, it would almost like just the way that it started with us and shooting all those shots and missing, <clears throat> feeling like we couldn't buy a bucket, and then they just – it seemed like they just couldn't miss. So, well, you know, they, we they couldn't almost, stop anybody. We couldn't stop the ball. Like, there, it was just – it was it was bad, dude. Lopsided foul calls. Um, yeah. Okay. Done with it. Um, time to yep. ba- bounce back, and if and if you know you want to play anyone after after two games like that, it's going to be Louisville. Um, coming sure. off of a win, but um, we'll, we'll, <laughs> I was going to say we'll, except we'll, they just well that was at home though, and that was kind of you know it's a, the the home thing is uh, I think that's a a, a very realistic um, advantage to to every team and and I think around the country but in ACC in particular. So the all-time series between Louisville and Syracuse sits at 19 and 12 in favor of the Cardinals. Uh Syracuse is on a two-game win streak but winning four of the last five and under four different coaches for Louisville. So um they are again rebuilding. Last game, uh, 70 to 69 win. Mince, Gerard, Edwards, Bell, and Williams. You start in five. Gerard with 28 points and 11 rebounds. The Syracuse Orangemen and Louisville Cardinals first met in 1964. The Cardinals would win the first four games of the series and would win seven straight from 2007 to 2011. That was under Patino. Uh, Louisville joined the Big East. For the 2005-2006 season, Syracuse was 4-9 versus Louisville in the Big East. The two teams met twice in the Big East tournament, both times in the finals, and both times the Cardinals came out on top. All that according to orangehoops.org. Uh, the Cards, they're coming off of a good a good win at home uh, against Florida State, 101-92, I think it was, last night. And... Um, they look sharp, um, despite their struggles this year. They've they've got four guys averaging double figures. Uh, Mike James, thirteen point six. He's their most efficient outside shooter, thirty six point five percent. He's hit twenty seven of, of seventy four from behind the arc. Sky Clark, he's an Illinois transfer, two, uh, twelve point eight points a game. He didn't play against FSU last night, but he's another guy that can knock down the three as well. He's hit twenty nine for the year, but at a lower percentage of thirty one point two. Um, 29 is the most on the team right now, too. They're not really an outside shooting team per se. Trey White, a, a USC transfer, 12.4 points a game, and 
Brandon Huntley Hatfield with 11.6 points a game. Tyler Johnson last night, though, he comes off the bench. He's averaging 8.7 points a game, but he put up like 27, I think, last night against Florida State. So he was amazing and um it's hard to it's hard to believe that he's coming off the bench over only averaging 8.7 points a game after last night's performance against florida state so um louisville struggles everywhere defense uh which is like their defense is like the last place in the acc uh, in field goals uh percentage and points um so they're 14th in the standings in in um hitting their threes and they're Offense is is just abysmal. They're down at the bottom of scoring and field goal percentage on offense too, and um, they're next to last in three point percentage. On top of that, as a team, they're shooting forty three point four percent from the floor, seventy four point five percent from the line, and um, from three, they're averaging are thirty point eight percent from three, and they're averaging seventy two point eight points a game. So just to pose that, just to pose that with Syracuse. Uh, 44.2% from the floor, 71.4% from the line, 32.2% from three. And Syracuse, like I said, they're in the mid-70s, 75.1 points a game. So Louisville is 195th in the net right now. Making this, a, then that was, I checked it, refreshed twice. That was after the win against Florida State. Florida State's down there too. So uh, not there, but they're not high. Um, so that's this is a quad four game. And a must win at home for Syracuse. So, um, and, and like I said, if you're gonna if you're gonna have to bounce back in the ACC after two straight losses, this is the team you want to play. Despite their win last night, this is still the team I would pick. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes me a little nervous because of the game. Obviously, you know, we watched Florida State. To me, you know, they were pretty good defensively um and i don't know exactly what happened but looking at the stats um i mean louisville shot 45 free throws yesterday against florida state so florida state they called 34 fouls on florida state to louisville's 23 um and louisville got 36 points from the free throw line, 36 out of 45. Uh, Mike James went to the free throw line 19 times. Um, Tyler Johnson um, went 10. Um, and, yeah, I mean, Brandon Huntley Hatfield, I mean, he's he's a good player. He's big. He's, I mean, but this to me, I just, I, I don't under, when I watched Florida State play defense and the size and everything, I don't understand how this happened unless – it was just Mike James and Johnson being super aggressive, and Williams as well being super aggressive and going to the line and just going to the, the you know, the hole and getting fouled every single time. I mean, I'd almost be interested to go back and watch that to see what's going on. But um, they don't really go that deep. Uh, I don't think they're overly uh, big. So and and they're a younger team too. They got a, a couple different guys that are freshmen that play a lot, like Tyler Johnson and Glenn, our freshman, and. Um, or sorry, Williams is a freshman and uh, Mike James is a sophomore. So uh, I think we match up fine against these guys. It's just, again, when I look at the <laughs> the box score and all that stuff from yesterday's game against Florida State, especially just watching how Florida State played against us, it's just it, it's a little unnerving. <laughs> and um, 
maybe it's just a one-off because again there was 34 fouls and 45 free throws but um i don't know i it, <laughs> if they play like that against us they get those calls then it's going to be a long damn game that's for sure so um but yeah you absolutely need need this win oh you can't yeah. lose this game no no, no, and, 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 and being that it's Wednesday night at seven thirty, I don't expect like a, a, an enamored, exciting crowd there either. And I bet you they're all gonna be standing, clapping, doing all the rest of it. Um, yeah, pull out. Nadal put one up. Keep one for next year. Benny, JT, or Bell? Who you got? I chose Bell. Yeah, I'd probably go. Th- I'd probably do. That is up. I'd probably on, do that. It's up on Twitter for the next twenty three hours and fifty seven minutes. If you want to hit that, um, yeah. Look, I think I- I'm not worried about Louisville. I'm not, and the reason why is because there's there they didn't just flip a switch last night. I mean, Florida State just get, they had a bad game. You you brought up the foul situation. Um, it's tough to win like that. The game was close for a really long time, too. And um, it was still not that boys at 101 to 92. So it wasn't that terrible, but that happened towards the end, and they pulled away at the foul line. So um, it just kind of a one off. You know, and to be honest with you, too, man, I'll give credit to the Louisville fan base for showing up last night there at the Yum Center. And, um, and, you know, you know, making it worth them to go out there and play like that too, as bad as they are. So, with that said, credit <laughs> credit where credits due there. Um, you know, because they do stink. <laughs> I mean, they're two and nine in conference. They're seven and fifteen. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, if there's yeah, if there's anybody going to those games. I mean, if we were seven and fifteen and two and nine in the conference, I would hate to see what our our dome would look like. Look like a woman's game. I'm not supposed to say that yet, but it would. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, it would be it would be lackluster. The thing about that dome is, is that it's so vast that if you if you um, if you pull if you pull twenty thousand in there, sometimes it looks empty. And it's like, oh, 20,000, that's a good number. That's a good freaking number. I mean, that's what UNC's capacity is, if I'm not mistaken. Aren't they 20,000, something like that? Um, so anyways, and you saw what you saw how loud they were. And if you watched Kansas, golly. And I mean, I know we're not at Kansas, right? We're not ranked eighth in the country. But I watched the Kansas-Houston right. game last night or yesterday. And um, I mean, that's just next level fandom there in Kansas and that's just amazing. But anyway, back to the, back to this game. All right, so Joe, it's been a minute since we've gotten to play the game. And that game is predict the score the best you can, which we both suck at, but we're going to do it anyway. Ugh. Um because that's what we do. Uh so is it Wednesday at 7? Wednesday at 7 or 7.30? I'm looking right now. You're supposed to be at 7 o'clock. Okay? So, um, hopefully they show up. Is it Wednesday? It's Wednesday at 7. 
Um, so anyways, okay, look, I feel like Syracuse is going to, this is going to be the perfect opportunity for them to, to showcase some, some, what they have, what they're made of and what we've seen and what we've hoped they would become throughout the year. And, and, and before you play Clemson and then North Carolina at home, because neither one of those games, I don't care where you play it. Um, neither one of those games are going to be easy. Joe Girard coming back to the dome. That's, this is the game. This is the I've game. I've not been I've, looking forward to that one. This is the game I've been dreading all year. Yeah. So, um, with that said, I mean, why didn't I, he go to LSU? Why? You know, well, we when we talked about him transferring and we talked about him, you know, what his choices were, and I just said, I don't care where he goes, I just don't want him in the ACC. Because all the Joe haters are gonna are gonna have to eat this one if he comes out and lights it up. They're gonna have to eat it. So. Okay. No, even if he would have chose LSU, he still would have had a game in the dome. That's true. That's true. But that would be a little bit easier to take because we play him twice this year. Yeah. So we do. anyway, <laughs> anyway, with that said, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm looking for a big win, and um, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I was, I was really happy with the the NC State win. Um, you know, didn't like. I mean, just just handled them. I expect something similar to that. I'm gonna say, or not, if not better, I'm gonna say 82 to 63 Syracuse. Damn. Yes, dude. It's time to blow the doors off these clowns. Take this opportunity to just manhandle them. Just take take all of that frustration that you that you had last night. All of all of the negativity, air it out, and just come out and just beat up on this team. This is a team you need to beat up on. You talk about the eye test, like this is where it's passed. Like you have to come out and bully these guys. You have no choice. I mean, I get it. I mean, you say <laughs> this that. Is the- <laughs> it sounds good. I know it sounds good, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. I mean, I think based upon we got to play Adrian them at home said- too. By the by the way, play them at home yeah. too. So. But based upon what Adrian Autry said, you know, um, I'm, I'm willing to bet that practice is going to be pretty rough the next couple of days. And oh, yeah. uh, I think, you know, obviously, <laughs> come Wednesday, you know, you could have the positive, you know, thoughts that you do about, you know, you got to bounce back, you got to this, you got to meet. It's going to be one or the other, right? And they're either going to bounce back and they're going to play a lot harder and they're going to get this W the way that they should and try to, you know, it's, Write this ship with you know six, seven, eight games left, or it's going to be even worse. And that's really what I'm worried about. And I don't even know if we're going to know until sometime in the game when you get to see their body language and get to see what's going on. You know what's Ju- what's Judah doing? Who's getting involved? And just again, the body language between the coach and the players, and the players on the bench, and um. So, yeah, dude, it's up in the air, man. It's up in the air. I don't know if this is 100% a win, to be perfectly honest with you. I mean, I... Oh, jeez, crow. Okay. I'm just saying, look, I mean, just like a lot of the other comments and stuff, it's after the body language in the last couple games and, like, just how much... What we looked like yesterday and what the players looked like with the coaches and all that stuff, again... um, we're gonna find out if he's if he lost a locker room or not. You know. Um, well, maybe. Well, okay. You can look that's, at that. That's, that's where I'm at. So I think we pull out. I think we pull out a game. I think it's probably closer 
than what your score is. I mean, I know it's definitely I know it's I know it's definitely closer, but I think it's going to be a, a closer game. Um, I'd say Syracuse seventy five, Louisville seventy two. Oh my gosh, we're gonna have a nail biter versus. I mean, look, Louisville. this is the deal. The, the only way that I can go off of this is based upon the defense, right? Like, I just watch. I mean, you sit here and you watch how many times Louisville just went to the free throw line. They obviously were trying to go downhill, not shoot a lot of threes. They only shot eleven threes. Um, their big man had twenty nine points, a career high or a season high, one and two. Um, and the guy off the bench there, um, Johnson, he played great. Uh, so again, if they got some stuff that's going to work and some stuff that's been working, or at least it did against Florida State, uh, why wouldn't you come out and try it against us? Especially after watching us not even be able to stay in front of somebody. But now you're going to have Mike James and two other guards going downhill and feeding Hunt, Huntley Hatfield. And if we have any type of referee team like the one that was in Louisville for the one yesterday, oh yeah, then they're going to be going to the free throw line a lot. Oh, yeah. Hopefully calls are the same on our end and Judah and then we'll be going to the free throw line as well. But um but to me it just looked like Louisville had a concerted effort to attack, not get lulled into shooting threes like all of the other teams want them to because like to your point, they're not a great three point shooting team. Um and yeah, I mean and that's what they did and it worked to a T. So that's the one thing that makes them nervous is, is you got a team that just broke snapped a six game losing streak by beating Florida State the way that they did and um, putting just getting 36 points from the free throw line. And then you watch our last couple games and it's like, huh. So there's a confidence issue there. But again, like I said, the coaches got to get them right. I think we'll, I think we'll, we'll end up pulling it off. But I think it's going to be closer than what people are going to want it to be. I say they come out and wax the floor with them. I say that because it's what they have to do. Well, I hope so. If you want to save face, you want to put some faith back into yourselves as a team. As is, you know, you want to have some pride. Like they're like losing the locker room and having pride in what you do. You should those things should be separated. Not, not I shouldn't say losing the locker room, but if you're upset with the coach, okay, you should still have pride in what you're doing. It's like if you're if you have a job to do and you're getting paid for it, okay. And you can't stand your boss. You still go out there and do the best you can do. Because if you if you and, and if you don't, you just don't take pride in what you do. No, mature it, people do that. Well, mature people do that, but also people who who just uh, it's kind of there's there's an integrity factor there. But there's a hundred percent an integrity factor for so, sure. So you don't you know you don't go and, and do shitty work because you want to tank your boss. That's dumb. Right, because it's a direct reflection of you anyway. At the end yeah. of the day, so my point is, is that you, regardless of what's going on with them, um, if there's some animosity, if there's been some issues, or whatever the case may be, you still got to go out and ball out. You have a responsibility to the fans. You have a responsibility to the school um, who's giving you a, a, a free ride, and you also have a responsibility to the fans to go out and show up. And that's what they need to do. So if they if if they want to save face and they and they and they 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 want to gain back the respect that they think they deserve, they got they have to do it. It's on them to do it, regardless of what's going on between them and the coaches. That's what they have to do. I expect them to do it. We've seen them earlier in the year overcome some um, plenty of adversity, and they've they've 
They've they've had they have the fight in them. We know they do. Like go out and do it. Just go out and do it again. That's it. And if they yeah. don't, if they don't, then I mean, it'd be honestly, dude, it'd be beyond disappointing to me if the score was seventy five to seventy two, and we had to come out come down to some bullshit at the end for us to pull this thing off. And you can talk what you want to talk about the, the, the referee or the officiating, because that is a problem and it is continually a problem. But at the end of the day, you can't, you can't look at a fish. If you're looking at officiating to decide a game, then it's already too close. Go, go out and, and, and we bitch about officiating and we, when, whenever we really bring it up, it's been a close game. We brought it up this time because it was bad, but we wouldn't have won that game anyway. You, yeah, know yeah. you know what I'm saying? But if the roles are reversed and you're getting, not getting any calls, like I'm sure I can't think of an example right now, but I'm sure there's a game we won this, this year where the calls weren't great, but we were going to win anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like you just have to go out and make sure you win. You don't let the officials decide anything because in a game like this, it shouldn't be that close down the stretch anyway, especially at home. Yeah right well the thing is you can't let it snowball right that's the problem right yeah don't let don't let boston college beat you three times or, or two more times and and a situation where okay a bad call a bad call missed shot missed shot missed shot missed shot like then all of a sudden we're getting crushed like i just don't know where it came from wake forest i mean it's it's amazing sometimes to me how against certain teams when we put in a certain amount of effort we make certain teams look amazing like tell me it's like i haven't watched a lot of wake forest at all like this year you know realistically i don't have a lot of time for it so i don't even really watch a lot of the games other than syracuse right so a lot of times when i'm watching especially like okay first time we played wake forest is really the first you know thing i'm getting you know when we do these previews and stuff i go back and i look and see you know, what they did throughout the season and their stats and all that stuff in recent games, but haven't seen them in person. But you can't sit here and tell me as, as a basketball fan yesterday that you didn't look at Wake Forest yesterday and be like, how is this team not in the tournament? Like, that's a tournament team. Yeah, I mean... Like, they looked like a top 25 team to me. They did, and Syracuse tends to do that to people. Like we tend to do I mean, that to people. Like, it has nothing to do with who's coaching either, because it's happened under Beheim too. I mean, we just no, I know it definitely has. But sometimes then we, you have to sit there, and now you're sitting here justifying yourself, like, well, Boston College is better than they've been in the last. Yeah, you no, know, no, they suck since they, they've had Kai Bowman. <laughs> like, oh god, there's a it, blast from the past, Kai Bowman. Yeah, dude. Yeah, remember they were good then. Yeah, but. I mean, it's just a situation where it's like you you lose these games and you got to talk yourself into, well, I mean, you held Quentin Post to zero points. And of course he wasn't, you know what I mean? Like, talk yourself, in, like, you got to go to work and have conversations with these. Hey, man, what happened? Boston College, what happened? And you got to sit there and talk, like, what to justify, happened? like, oh, they're, they're a good team. It's just embarrassing. It really is. Yeah, we shouldn't be justifying any loss to Boston College. It's it's the reason why I was so happy to just beat Pitt twice because they suck. And I mean, you don't want to lose. Like, I'll tell you, I was in beautiful Huntington Beach, California. And I was we were walking back from, I think, lunch or dinner or something. I, I don't know. My time's still screwed up. But anyway, we were walking back. I was watching that game on my phone. And I was just like, not Boston College, please. 
please not Boston College. They lose the game by, end up losing the game by what five or something stupid like that. It's just like yeah. it's so frustrating when you you go out and you handle them, and then this this I don't know, just you're not putting out the same like you said, Joe. It's just it, for me, it didn't feel like the same effort was being put out, like the energy and everything having to do with it was just not being put out. But they have it; they've shown it. That's the frustrating part. And it goes to what you said about consistency. They're just not consistent with it, man. And it all comes down to attitude, dude. Attitude's everything, man. Yeah. Well, Atti- Boston College, I mean, they, they went ahead and they were down how many points? 12 I mean, or at something some point, like that, right? I mean, we were yeah, at like some 12. Point, between the end of the first half and the beginning of the second half, Boston College went in a 21-point run. And we ended up coming back to get it within two points, and then we completely imploded. And it's like, well, if we would have just played the same – that we did for that comeback for the last four or five minutes, then we would have won the game. But then all of a sudden, you know, we completely implode and we allow their best three point shooter to, well, one of their best three point shooters to hit like three or four threes in the last like four minutes. So super difficult, super difficult. And again, it's just a back and forth. You never know who you're going to get, what you never know what you're going to get. I mean, for the most part, you know what you're going to get from Judah. You know what you're going to get effort-wise as far as Malik and, and, and Quadir. But what are you going to get out of Bell? What are you going to get out of Justin Taylor? What are you going to get out of Benny, right? And then is J.J. Starling going to be able to hit his outside jumpers? Like, we don't know. A game to game. It's like we would like to know like, the answer. Go- we would like to have a solid role of like, okay, this is what we expect from these guys because they've proven it every single night. And I think that's where the frustrating point is. You talk about who's supposed to to start who's supposed to get the minutes who's taking the shots like what are we doing because some nights it works and then other nights it's like what what are we doing look look at the nc state game what did um starling have like 20 so he had a night 20 25 points 26 points something like that you know mint scored 20 again and you know you're um, 38% from three or whatever, yeah. you know? So it's like, but some of those stats are also relative too, right? You know, if you look at, um, you look at JJ's line from yesterday, 30, 39% from three, really 38.9. And JJ did, he had 26. Right. But look at his line last night. He ended up being I, the leading score. He was a leading score. Yeah. But, but with when, but, but when he made his points and his shots, the game was already over. Yeah. He's, you see what I mean? Yeah. Like, and it was like we played so badly in the beginning of the game that we just let them get out to a lead and them get comfortable and get their confidence, and it never went away. Led the team with 15 points last night. It's different when you're leading a team with 26. I mean, it's different, but also it's different when you're you're scoring from the throughout beginning. the game. When you're playing yeah. and when you're scoring in the beginning and keeping your team in the game throughout the game and then scoring 26. Versus you go down 25 and then you want to hit a couple threes in the second half when it's garbage time and it's pretty much over. It's like, where were you when we needed you to keep us in the game, right? Like, And, and again, I'm, this isn't like a poo-pooing on him. It's just like I don't understand why the shot selection was what it was early on. Like I said, it seemed like there was a lot of forced things. And then we got down yeah. and then that's, why so when early? Judah, that's when Judah starts forcing yeah. things. you know. And then it's like it just got out of hand. And, and again, like I said – it's, it's all consistency. We keep saying it. We keep saying it. We keep saying it. Um, the bottom line is, is that you have teams now at this juncture of the season that they they know what to expect from the players. The players know their roles and what to do. And right now, 
we have three to four players that we don't know what we're going to get on, on, on a, a night to night basis. Yeah. So, in right. So hard to know what to do. Right? So we'll see. Does Judah, does Judah got to score 28 or 30 or does he got to dish 12 assists because everyone else is on? I'll tell you what he does have to do is get to the line. And he didn't yesterday. Oh yeah. I think again, I think we talked about that. He should have been on the line a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I think it's like a thing now where it's like they've made it. The announcers and everyone have made it such a thing that it's probably something that teams that even ref teams probably even talk about. Yeah. Hey, like you know, Judah's going to be doing this. He's going to try to catch a guy while he's in the air, which, you know, it's. Yeah, that's part of the game, though, now, especially. <laughs> so, I mean, dude, it's a mental aspect of the game. If you can get if you can, you know, legally through the rules, get somebody in foul trouble and get yourself to the free throw line, get the clock stopped and get some free points, then, you know. What's the problem with that? There's nothing wrong with that. Like you said, it's no. part of the game. And but but like you said, there is a human aspect to everything, and those humans know exactly what's going on. And so there, the, the the fairness bias comes into play. Yeah, the benefit of the doubt is not given anymore. Exactly. You know? So, um, you know, just just because one guy's really good at it and people keep falling for it, that's not his fault. Nope. So, anyways, um, all right. Well, I think I've had enough of. Uh, Loser talk. I think we'll 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 see what <laughs> we'll see what happens. Loser talk radio. It's Sean and Joe. Uh, we'll see what happens with um, Louisville uh, coming up this Wednesday. And uh, just a quick note: if anyone's still listening, which I doubt, uh, Fran Brown was in Virginia Beach. I assume he's recruiting because because um, huh. why else would he be here? He was alone. <laughs> Well, he was at least alone at the restaurant. My wife was out. My wife went out with some friends on Thursday night, and and he was Thursday night. Yeah, Thursday night, and he was he was out at this little restaurant um, in Town Center, Virginia Beach. So, huh? Um, yeah, this guy seems to be everywhere. Yeah, I know, right? I was looking for posts on Twitter, you know, with any indication of what he was doing here, or pictures of with local high school kids, but I didn't see nothing. Um, so, anyways, she talked to him for a minute, but. She came back and she goes, so I met a coach for Syracuse. He was at Twist, place. That's where they were. And um, I'm like, was it Fran Brown? She goes, I don't know, bald. And I'm like, yeah. I mean, so I started showing her pictures. She's like, yeah, it was him. So anyways. That's awesome. I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty no, cool. You, I was have so you seen pissed. the videos? I was so pissed I wasn't there, but it wasn't. Have you it, was seen- <laughs> girls, it was girls night. What? You you, uh, you drove and you got in the truck. I tell went. you what, bro, it it is almost across the street. Like <laughs> I I thought about it. I thought about it, but the man's eating. She dropped the Cuse militia tag on him. She said, "Oh, my husband does the Cuse uh, Cuse militia podcast for Syracuse and fo- or for Syracuse football and basketball." So, she dropped the tag. I'm just going to let it be. But it, I would be lying to you if I if I didn't say that it crossed my mind to just go up to Twist and go to the bar. And she should have she should have texted you while she was there to give you. You know what, Joe? Don't even get me started. I've had all these conversations with her already. Oh, okay. So, so she'll know better for next time. That's fine. And I mean, if she you're gonna go it. bother a guy while he's sitting down about to eat dinner, why not ask for a picture too? I mean, what's that? What's the difference? You know? Yeah. I mean. Whatever. She should have tried He's to get a nice guy. Is a, a guest. Yeah, maybe she could have scored us an interview or something. He's a pretty generous guy. You know, he's trying to get in with the community. You know what I'm saying? 
Well, that was what I was going to talk to you about was the generosity and the community aspect of it. You know, um, you see the the videos of him picking up trash in the dome, picking up trash in the dome. Yeah. Um, again, we talked about you know King Joseph Edwards doing his stuff out in the community. Um, well, if you can instill I've, that in the players that you're recruiting and have that kind of um, camaraderie between, you know. Not just the players, but the players in the community. I mean, that's there's there's no there's no measure of of what that can do for yeah for everything well, all do? the way around. He he put in that rule about you know, those players are going to be doing a certain amount of community service. I saw a video or some type of post about LaQuint Allen was in some classroom reading, reading to kids the yeah. other day, right? Yeah. Like uh, I saw something this morning where he was at some at the, the expo center. This morning, and he was also at somebody's on Facebook. That's him and um, the coaches and the players showed up someone's church this morning and did service and stuff like that. So, um, I mean, they're definitely getting out there and they're definitely being part of the community. Like, like you know, I mean, look, at the end of the day, he came in and I I loved listening to his introduction and and him talk about what he was going to do and what's important to him. And so far, he has. No, he's proven himself to not be a liar. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, not for anything. He's a man of his word. I mean, you he, you know, you can tell when somebody is going to be a man of their word when and how they say things and how they deliver things. And obviously, uh, he's um, he's that guy. So um, yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh, I think that's going to do it. Yeah, that's going right. to do it. Uh, we will try to get back here on Thursday. And um, talk about the stomping that's going to be Syracuse over Louisville. Uh, hopefully it's not a cardiac, cardiac cues game. That would show us all a bunch, I feel like. So uh, Joe's convinced. We'll see what happens, and we'll, we'll try to get back here and talk about it. So appreciate all of you. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Peace.